0: We are harvest committed to Christ. Committed to God. We are called to pray without being. We are harvest. This is the Harvest Community Church Podcast with Pastor Michael Jones. And now let's join today's message already in progress. Well, greetings again, everybody. Let's get right into the Word of God. So if you have your Bibles, open them up to John chapter 13, and we're going to read 34 and 35. John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. Well, let's bow our heads in prayer. Father God, we do thank You so much for Your Word today. We thank You. Father, that You will speak to us through Your Word, You'll convict us with Your Word, You'll change us with Your Word, and You will comfort us with Your Word. Father God, above and beyond all that, we ask, Father, that You would help us to see Jesus in Your Word. And as we see Jesus, Lord, help us to believe in Him, to place all of our faith in Him, and then, Lord, help us to be saved. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Won't you say, Amen? Amen. And amen. Did you catch those verses in John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35? Jesus is telling his disciples as he prepares to go to the cross soon after, He says, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. You know, that verse is very convicting because Jesus says, I want you to love each other as I have loved you. I I really would have liked it if he said and stopped and just said, love one another. Because if he just said love one another, we could define what that love means. You know, we say love for everything. We love football or we love basketball or we love ice cream or we love apple pie. We love our grandmother, but we can also love our spouse and, and our children. And in each one of those cases, there are different types of love. But Jesus said, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you. You should also love one another. And then he goes on to say, by this all men will know that you're my disciples if you have love for one another. Well, how can a sinful wretch like me Love people the way Jesus loves people. I think in two ways. I think we need to learn about what real biblical love is. And then I think we need to trust the Holy Spirit to energize us and to empower us to love people the way God wants us to. We we can't love people that way in our own strength. I can try and try and try with all my might and and with all my heart and with all my strength. But my love, my human love, my capacity to love can only go so far. And men and women, I think that we've had crash and burn situations where we have tried to love people in our own strength and people get on our nerves and we get tired of people. As, as one of the church members at Harvest says, I hate when people get on my last nerve. And you know what that last nerve is. That last nerve is right before you get ready to snap. Well, men and women, I think we need to first of all learn about biblical love. And so for the next two weeks, we're going to be talking about eight characteristics of biblical love. Loving like Jesus, eight characteristics of biblical love. We're going to do four of them today, and we'll do four of them next week. But get your pen and your paper out. Take some notes about this. This is the same lesson that I use in premarital and marital counseling when, when the issue comes up about love. That particular lesson is entitled, What's Love Got to Do With It? And so love has everything to do with it if we love those whom God has placed in our lives with biblical love, with loving people the way Jesus loves us. So let's jump right into the sermon And so point number one is that love is action, not just a feeling. And so I want to read for you 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verses 4 through 8. And it says this, Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. Love is not puffed up. Love does not behave rudely. Love does not seek its own. Love is not provoked. Love thinks no evil. Love does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Love bears all things. Love believes all things. Love hopes all things. Love endures all things. Love never fails. Well, men and women, you'll see this, that in the beginning of the passage in verse 4, it says, Love suffers long and is kind. It's like it's a, a beginning. It's a precursor to the definition of love. And there are two, two positive things that love is patient or love suffers long and is kind. If you want to know if you're being loving, just, just ask yourself, am I being patient and am I being kind? And then uh, Paul runs off eight things that love is not. He runs off eight things in the negative. That if you're doing these things, you're actually not loving people. You need to be patient with them and you need to be kind with other people. But, love doesn't envy. Love doesn't parade itself. Love is not puffed up or arrogant. Love does not behave rudely. Love does not seek its own. Love is not provoked. Love thinks no evil and does not rejoice in, the, in iniquity. It's as if Paul is saying, God is telling us through the Apostle Paul, that there are two things foundationally that love does. Love is patient and love is kind. And then there are a number of things that love does not do. That, that, that there are things that we uh, actively involve ourselves in with other people that are not love. That do not demonstrate love, things like envy and and parading itself and being puffed up and behaving rudely and not seeking its own and being provoked and not thinking evil of of others and not rejoicing in iniquity. And then he trans uh, he, he kind of uh, transitions again in verse uh, the end of verse six where he says, "But rejoices in the truth." And here are some positive things that love does. Love bears all things. Love believes all things. Love hopes all things. Love endures all things. And love never fails. Men and women, love is action and not just a feeling. Many of us get the feelings of love and and that may borderline into uh, the Eros love where it's romance. But real hard love rolls up its sleeves and gets gets in the life of the other individuals and is willing to take the bitter with the better. And so this is such a wonderful definition of what love is. And God does not leave it to the imagination. He gives us what love is and it's found here, right here in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, chapter 13, verses 4 through 8. Chapter 13, verses 4 through 8. And love is action and not just a feeling. But point number two. Point number two is that love is demonstrated by loving sinners. Love is demonstrated by loving sinners. Romans chapter 5, verse 8 says, "...but God demonstrates His own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us." But God demonstrates His own love toward us. God is picturing what real authentic love is. God says that He demonstrates... His own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Now, let me say this and I want to say it real clear. Genuine, authentic, biblical love is having the capacity to love people who let you down. Let me say that again. Real, genuine, authentic, biblical love is having the capacity to love people who let you down. Real biblical love is where Jesus gave his life for sinners. Jesus demonstrated his love in that he sacrificed himself. He, he allowed himself uh, to die on behalf of sinful people. Uh, you know, the scripture says, for a righteous person, somebody might die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Men and women, I know that people get on our nerves sometimes. I know that people disappoint us. I know that people hurt us. I know that people uh, sometimes have bad motives toward us. But Jesus, Jesus says that true biblical love is saying, I'm going to love them anyhow. I, I, because of the Holy Spirit in my life and because you have the Holy Spirit in your life if you belong to Jesus, you actually have the capacity to love people who are sinful. And men and women, I believe that that is one of the foundational characteristics of biblical love. Are you able to love people who let you down? Men and women who are married, are you able to love your spouse if they've let you down? Uh, parents with children, especially uh, children who know well enough to do good, are you willing and are you able to love them if they let you down? Uh, Children who have parents who may not be living uh, righteous lives and may have let them down and hurt them deeply, are you willing to say, Lord Jesus, help me to love my parent with the love of, of Jesus? Help me to love them in the midst of their sin. So men and women... Point number one is simply love is action and not just a feeling. Point number two is that love is demonstrated by loving sinners. But point number three is love is laying down your life for others. Love is laying down your life for others. Look what John chapter 15 verse 13 says. Greater love hath no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friends. Greater love hath no man than this than the man would lay down his life for his friends. Men and women, I believe that what what Jesus is saying there, of course, relates to the gospel, relates to his death on the cross, relates to laying down his life so that we might be saved. But in another respect, I believe what Jesus is saying is you demonstrate your love for others in a great way. When you're willing to lay down your preferences, when you're willing to lay down your needs, when you're willing to lay down your wants and your desires, to willing to lay down what you would want uh, for the purpose of honoring the person that you love and, and allowing them to have what they want, allowing him them to have their preferences. Allowing them to have their wants and their desires and their needs. Does that mean that yours never get met? No. What that means is true love is when the love of Jesus Christ is so full to overflowing in your life that you can freely love others and you can freely lay down your life for others because you aren't losing anything. You are gaining, you are gaining the love of Jesus Christ and experiencing the love of Jesus Christ because you're doing the same thing that He did for you. Men and women, I believe that this is where the rubber meets the road. We don't want to lay down our lives for others. We don't want to lay down our preferences for others. You know what the greatest enemy of love is? Selfishness. You know, I underestimate my own selfishness all the time. I want to be in the spotlight. I want to be recognized. I want people to like me. I want all of those things when in actuality what I'm being is self-centered and selfish. You know, what God wants me to do is to give anonymously. What God wants me to do is love people unconditionally the way He does. What God wants me to do is to lay down my life. And in many cases, I'm not willing I've got to ask the Spirit of the Lord to move in me so that I'm willing to lay down my life for other people. You know, one of the characteristics of love is that love is action. Love is an action word and not just feeling. The other is that, that, that true love is always demonstrated by whether or not you're able to love sinful people. But this third one, love is laying down your life for other people. Men and women, we've got to. If we don't, it's not real love. It's just selfishness. It's just doing good deeds to make ourselves feel good. Men and women, people need love today. People need unconditional love today. People need to know if they blow it, they're still loved. People need to know that they don't have to qualify for our love. We love them anyhow. People need to know that they are loved. Point number four. Point number four is that love originates from God and not from us. Love originates from God and not from us. Notice what 1 John chapter 4, verse 10 says, In this is love, not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be a propitiation for our sins. Get this? It says, and this is love, not that we first loved God, or not that we loved God, or not that we were the initiators of loving God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as a propitiation or a covering for our sins. Men and women, I believe that we don't have the capacity to authentically and genuinely love people without the love of God residing in our own hearts. Men and women, I believe that we need to repent of not loving people. We need to repent of our impatience. We need to repent of our not being kind to people. We need to repent of us not looking out for the interest of others. We need to repent from from being so self-focused that we don't even see uh, other people's needs. And men and women, we don't lose because God first loved us. God lavished His love on us with the cross of Christ. God lavished His love on us when He shed His blood. God lavished His love on us when He rose from the dead. God lavished His love on us when He gave us the offer of salvation. And that's the least that we can do. Men and women, most of us are familiar with John 3.16. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world, that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but should have everlasting life. Most of us are familiar with that. I know years ago that was the most familiar and the most popular Bible verse in all of America. That may have changed. But most people know, even if they're not a believer, they know John 3.16. For God so loved the world, That He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but should have eternal life. Well, I want to ask you if you know 1 John 3.16 I want want to know if you know 1 John 3.16 And 1 John 3.16 says, we know what real love is because Jesus gave up His life for us. So we also ought to give up our lives for our brother's and our sisters. Men and women, I do believe that John 3.16 is God's love for us. But 1 John 3.16 is God's love for us and how we ought to love people the same way. Men and women, He wants us to love people. He desires for us to love people. He commands for us to love people. A new commandment I give to you that you love one another even as I have loved you that you also love one another. By this all men will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. And men and women, I believe that we as Christians got to stop being so mean. Stop being so rude. Stop being so proud. Stop being so puffed up. Stop thinking about ourselves all the time and not thinking about other people. I'm convicted of my myself about love. I'm convicted about how unloving I can be to my spouse, and how unloving I can be sometimes to my children, and and, and how unloving I can be without even church members knowing it that I'm unloving because I've been un, because I've been selfish. Because I've been self-centered. Because I haven't prayed like I ought to pray. And I haven't gotten into the Word like I ought to get into the Word. And, and I hadn't, hadn't, hadn't gone to the altar like I ought to go to the altar. Because in many cases, prayer is demonstrating love. In 1 John chapter 3 verse 16 says, we know what real love is. Because Jesus gave up His life for us. So we also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and our sisters. Can we love like Jesus? Can we authentically and genuinely love people the way Jesus loves people? I believe we can. I believe that we are more than conquerors in Jesus Christ. I believe that we are His ambassadors I believe that we are His love representatives. I believe that we've been bought with a price. I believe that He has given us His Spirit. I believe that we have the power of the Holy Spirit and the capacity to love people the way Jesus loved people. I just have enough faith to believe that if I say yes and yield and humble myself to God's authoritative hand in my life I can love people Authentically and genuinely. I can love people the way Jesus loves me. Men and women, I want to give you a challenge today. It could be that you don't have the capacity to love Jesus because you've never received Jesus into your heart by faith. You've never said yes to the gospel. You've never responded to His love so you don't feel loved. You've never said yes to saying, Lord Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for me. Lord, I want to repent of my sin of selfishness. I want to repent from everything that I am doing in my life that is contrary to your word and to your way. And once you confess your sin, and once you say, Lord Jesus, I put all of my faith and my trust in you, he will come into your life, he will save you, he will will transform your life through the power of his spirit if you say yes. You'll notice that you'll have a desire to get into the Word. You'll notice that you'll have a desire to be a part of a church. And you'll notice that you'll have a love for people that you've never had before. And so I want to give you the opportunity to say yes to that gospel. I want to give you the opportunity to say yes to Jesus Christ coming into your life. You can simply pray this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I need you. Thank you for forgiving my sins and giving me eternal life. Thank You for dying on the cross for my sins and giving me eternal life. Lord, take control of the throne of my life and make me the kind of person You want me to be. Father, come into my life. Change me by Your Spirit. I believe that You died on the cross. I believe that You rose from the dead. And I want You to be my Savior and my Lord. In Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer, With me, We would love for you to get in touch with us. I'd love to put some information in your hands. You can go to our website and find our address. You can email us and get in touch with us about new life in Jesus Christ. I want to challenge you before I go. Have you been loving like Jesus? Have you decided that you want to learn how to love like Jesus? Are you willing to allow by the power of His Spirit for Him to love people through your life. That's what I'm going to try to do this week until we get back and know the other four characteristics of biblical love next week. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. Enjoy the Super Bowl. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.